What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. The Mendy here, joined by the boys who are all back in town. We got Marty Party, we got Doc, we got Little Cheesecake all in the house. For those that don't know, sometimes before the show, things get pretty crazy. And tonight, Elsie decided to get undressed in front of us, change his shirt. It was quite a scene. Elsie, do you want to explain what the listeners miss when they uh, they can't watch us behind backstage here? I was told that I was not up to triple play standards because my shirt was gray and Marty is a tyrant. That is what's happened. <laughs> That's what's happened. So I put on uh, a black shirt for you, Marty. I appreciate it. LC, we talked about is easily bullied, and he also likes to be on his knees sometimes. So that was established before the show. late night with TPF. Let's do it. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I usually pay extra for that. Not tonight. We're, we're gonna we're gonna leave out context and just leave the 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 statement there. We're yeah, gonna leave go. out all context. <laughs> You guys know how we do. We got a bunch of stuff planned for tonight. We've got some players that have been catching our eye. We've got some uh, waiver wire pickups. We've got from streamers, pitching and hitting streamers. We've got weekend warriors. We've got bring out your dead. So much stuff. I can't even fathom all that we're about to bring tonight. But we'll kick it off as we always do with our TPF rundown. Let's do it. All right, kicking this list off, I feel like there's Tigers on this list every week these days, and we have the resident Tigers fan here as part of the crew that can break it down for you. Eric Haas, over his last seven days, a 364, 429, 1,000 slash, two homers, five RBIs, four runs, and two walks to three strikeouts. And if you guys remember, Haas went nuclear last July and was really carrying fantasy teams, and he's looking to kind of build on that again in this July. Right now, with a career low K rate and a career high walk rate, Marty Party, are you joining in on the Eric Haas party, or are you going to put some cold water on it? Yeah, I'm definitely joining in. Uh, reason being, I mean, catcher is just absolutely so brutal. So anytime you're seeing a guy who's picking it up, and it's not like he didn't do this last year. Last year, he had 22 home runs, 61 RBIs. You already talked about it. He's cut his strikeout rate down. And then we hop over to, um, this is just a standard 5x5 five five, uh, Yahoo League. Over the last, what is this, last 14 days, he's the second best catcher. He's 35th overall with four home runs, the 10 RBIs, eight runs. He's doing a little bit of everything. So you just got to ride it out. Just ride it out right here. Um, and, yeah, he should be, uh, especially in a two-catcher league, is no doubt. And right now he's running in a 10-team league um, as, a, as a main catcher. Yeah, and again, that catcher eligibility. I think he's also outfield eligibility in some places too, isn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, Yahoo. Yep, so he can help you out there if if you need a fifth outfielder, especially when he's hot, just if you're kind of picking up and streaming that position. So, again, a guy to keep in mind there, especially this month. Now, he may sit. That's the only thing. I mean, there's been uh, – he sat the last two games, even though he had – so he, went, he had back-to-back home runs, and then he sat the last two games. So you may not get a – you might only get four or five games out of him uh, per week, but, hey, he's producing those uh, limited at-bats. And again, at the catcher position, that's actually, you know, you might see most catchers playing like five games per week just sure. because, you know, how much they'll sit. So again, a good add there in Eric Haas. This next player, Jack Sawinski, 
has been doing things for those Pittsburgh Pirates, doing a lot of things. Over his last seven days, a 375, 500, 875 slash, two home runs, three RBIs, five runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. He's got a 31% K rate, not good. A 211 expected batting average, not good. All those showing signs of regression. Both of those are towards the bottom 10 percentile of Major League Baseball. But will that power play? Well, 14 home runs on the season. I think it definitely plays. LC, Jack Sawinski, what are you doing with him in a 12-team league? I think that he is a decent uh, streaming option as a hitter. He's He's been hitting fairly well. His June batting average was 250. He hit eight home runs in June. He's done better in July than he was doing in June. But I think the Pirates are putting in a, him in a position to produce statistics. He's been hitting third in the lineup the last few evenings after batting sixth or seventh earlier. Um, so he's going to be delivering counting stats as long as he continues to perform. I think put him out there. Uh, he's on a hot streak. Obviously, you're trying to ride that hot streak. Um, but he's probably your first drop once he starts to cool down. I think that he's he's a, a guy I'm picking up because I want to try and get a piece of this. He's been hitting very well lately. Yeah, and Jack Sawinski has been a great power source and just so you got to make sure that uh, you, you keep an eye on for sure. He was yeah, a hitting streamer a couple weeks ago. Well, that's right, Doc, but he doesn't ever keep track of these things, so he could be lying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doc, let's talk about our next player here, Harold Ramirez, who I just played him in a points league last week, and he was like a gnat. He was super annoying. Four points one day, five points the next day, four points the next day, six points the next day. I felt like he was just – I think he put up like 30 points on the week. And just was consistently a thorn in my side. And I looked at his name in the box score and it just pissed me off every day. Well, over the last seven days, a 333, 375, 533 slash, one homer, four RBIs, seven runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. He's in the top 10 percentile in baseball and max EV and expected batting average. And he looks like he could keep getting playing time as the Rays are a win now team, World Series aspirations. It's not like they're playing for the future. So if he's, Hitting like this, he could, might be in the lineup continually over Josh Lowe. What do you think about Harold Ramirez, Doc? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him is he just hasn't had a home. He played a season with the Marlins. I'm not going to even say the second season because he had 11 plate appearances. Played one season with Cleveland and now in his first season with Tampa Bay. And he's 27 years old. As he mentioned, he was a thorn in your, in your side last week because he hit safely in seven out of nine games. He has, his expected stats are better than his actual stats. Uh, XBA of 317 as opposed to 314, a uh, higher slugging percentage. He's batting 369 against lefties and 369 in June and 370 in July. So he's here to stay, David, and I hope he plays you in more weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was very annoying, but he's been very consistent. Obviously, OBP mm-hmm. is not great. He does not really walk, but he's somebody that is, again, somebody who's going to put the bat to the ball and, and do things for your fantasy baseball team. This next player, if you listen to the call-up, he was, I believe, on the first episode. If not, it was the second episode of the call-up. We brought up Derek Hall as one of our players of the week. He had three or four home runs that week, and I brought him up as a player to uh, as a uh, player of the week on that show. He was called up by the Phillies and has been good so far. A 304, 304, 739 slash. He's not walking, but there's plenty of power in this bat. Three homers, five RBI, six runs. Zero walks to nine strikeouts. K's are a real problem with nine in his first 20 at-bats. 
He also had a, a pretty high K percentage in the minor leagues. But this guy has so much power from the left-handed side. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. The question is going to be, is he going to be able to stick around if the K rate stays as high as it is right now, near 50%, not get nine in his first 20 at-bats? This is actually an older prospect. I have to double check his age. I believe he's 26 or 27, and he's getting his first taste of the major leagues, which is old, which is crazy to say it's older for a prospect. Um, so I'm a little skeptical if he's going to stick around in Philly. If my mind, if you have him on your team and you can sell him off for a, a piece that you know is going to be like a, a sticking around longer term that might be down a little bit, I'm okay selling high on Derek Hall. But if you keep him, you know he's going to hit some home runs for you if you're lacking in that category. Uh, I just wouldn't expect him to be somebody that's going to be a big asset for you for the rest of this season. And you're at 26. 26, yep. So, Did, did you guys go. see the tweet that Jenny Butler put out again about Derek Hall? Where she picked up say? the wrong D Hall. Oh, that's she right. She picked up the wrong Derek Hall. <laughs> Spent like 60 bucks on it and it was the wrong one. I <laughs> I was going to oh, tweet man. a response to her. I decided not to because I was like, she's already in pain enough. But the, uh, tweet <laughs> her the, the, the gif of Max running up the, the song, running up the hill. <laughs> uh, Stranger oh, Things fans will get that. Um, when she picked up Derek Hill instead of Derek Hall. But yeah, somebody again, I'm not look if he's a free agent in your league and you're in like a 15 team league. Sure. Like go take a chance. See if you can get some home runs out of him. If you're picking up for fab, I would not break the bank for him. Let's talk about some pitchers. And we're going to go back to Marty party and another tiger on this list. And we're going to talk about uh, Garrett Hill, who might be the sexiest player in major league. Baseball. I was going to say, how much time did you spend looking for this photo? This is like the worst photo. <laughs> it's actually like one of the first like 10 that come up. If you Google his name, uh, when I saw it, I had to put it as graphic. If you guys mm-hmm. aren't, watching on youtube and you want to see the picture i chose for for uh, mr garrett hill you can check us on the youtube channel first mlb start six innings two hits one earned run one walk three k's he pitched in double a and triple a this year so he's actually made the leap across three levels he had double digit strikeouts rates in both double a and triple a this year but the ground ball rates were subpar marty tallman what are your thoughts as a tigers fan of this tigers prospect so he's the 26th ranked uh, Tigers prospect. So let's just all curb our enthusiasm with that. Ooh, um, but when we look at his minor league numbers over um, the two teams, he played at double A for the Erie Seawolves and then triple A Toledo Mudheads. He had a 3.23 ERA over those 69.2 innings. He had 98 strikeouts. So the K upside's there, at least at the, the minor league level. Now, transitioning into the major leagues, I'm not too sure if it's going to be able to stick there. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that. He has a, um, he's playing the White Sox this weekend, which if you have looked at their, uh, team against right handed pitching, they're in a WRC plus of 91. So they're ranked 24th. So this is going to be, I'm not going to say an easy test for Hill, but this is going to be something that if you're in a, like a 15 team league, you're going to be watching, see how he does there. And you may want to pick him up for his next start. But as of now, I'm just, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold, see how he does. We'll move on from there. All right, make sure you guys hold Mr. Hill. And uh, somebody kind of keep an eye on our buddy Z2 checking in here. Miss Toby in the chat, man. Toby is a, a great fantasy baseball mind, not just fantasy football. And he said, "Would you? who would you target in a points league when selling high on Isaac Paredes? Could use a starter at first base or third base. Hmm. Selling high on Isaac Paredes, uh, which I do, I do the Isak Paredes. I should Isak. say... Um, 
I mean, it depends. Is this redraft? What do you? How dynasty? do you guys feel about Joey Votto? I don't like him. Would you trade Isak Paredes for Joey Votto? I wouldn't, because Paredes has eligibility, multi eligibility. Um, Votto's power is gone. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, what I about that. what about Vinny Pascantino? I don't think he's you're going to get. He's not, not going to get, get that. Um, what about someone like um, Luke Voigt? I, you know, that's who I was thinking of. I don't would know if I would that trade, though. Would you trade Isak for, for uh, Luke Voigt? No. No, I'd hold him. So then we got we should give him somebody that he actually is going to want to... Luke Voigt. I, I have to... I'm, yeah. I, I feel like those are shallow positions. Okay, well, how about... Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some not. names here. I'll throw some names at it, you guys. Um, what about... Anthony Rizzo. No, oh, I would never. I wouldn't trade Rizzo for Paredes. I would keep Rizzo. Yeah, I would keep. So Rizzo. you like Rizzo over Paredes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, he said it's a redraft twelve team league. Um, yeah. I'll try to talk about others that, that could be in the, that range. What about um, what about Josh Bell? I'd, I'd rather have Josh Bell. I'd rather have Josh Bell as well. Okay. What about, about what about Trey Mancini? Ooh, Trey Boo Boo. He might get traded. That's what what about Kyle Schwarber? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> what, what about Mancini? What about Mancini? I think I'd I mean, rather Mancini? have I would I would rather have Isak. I'd rather have Isak too. Mm-hmm. Really? Um what about Ryan Mountcastle? That's not gonna happen. Yeah. I think yeah. Mountcastle's hitting too well right now. Reese Hoskins? No, he's doing too well recently. Real quick on Reese Hoskins. He had four home runs last week, and of course I played him in the head-to-head league. Dude hasn't done anything, <laughs> of course. What about Okay, here's here's the one that could be a good one. What about Christian Walker? Oh, that He sucks. We need to well, find well, one we disagree on before we move on. He said he well, has, already has Hoskins. Walker is a, Walker's power has been really good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. 21 home runs. And he's somebody yeah, that he could get average. at first base. What about I Santiago mean, Espinal? Because he has third base eligibility. I'd rather have Isak. Isak. What about Josh Naylor? Isak. I'm waiting to hear. Has there been any update on his back injury? Did you guys hear? I just saw his day to day. Wait, wait. What about Harold Ramirez? Since we just talked about him. <laughs> Isak. What about uh, Lourdes <laughs> Gurriel Jr.? I'll take Lourdes. There we go. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Lourdes, too. All right, let's move on. We won't think of anyone. I mean, we've, we've thrown a bunch of names great. out there. Uh, what, about Andrew, what about Andrew Vaughn? That's a Vaughn. Vaughn's a good Vaughn. trade. I mean, these are guys I would be trying to get with Isak. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. these are hopefully yeah. Toby. Uh, and yeah. he said uh, Walker is still free in his league. Ah, see, you can just pick up Walker. Yeah. Yeah, I would get Walker. Vaughn's I mean, adding Walker to 98. Yeah, those are uh, those are some corners. What about what about Nathaniel Lowe? I'd love to get Lowe for Paredes. Yeah, I'd love to get that. Okay, I think well, that's I think that's, that's a good that's, list. That's good. I think uh, hopefully gives Toby some good ideas there. Uh, some guys he could put at his corner infield spot. Let's move on here. Let's talk about Chris Flexen, Doc. Over his last two starts, twelve point two innings, eleven hits, three earned runs, five walks, and eleven Ks. He's got a 3.11 ERA dating back to May 27th. That's eight starts, and he's not allowed more than three yard runs over that time. 
Chris Flexen, I know in 15 team leagues, he's already rostered, but in a 12 team league, are you rostering him, Doc? I'm rostering him, but it's, you got to be wary with him. So he's had 16 starts this year and two of the outings, he's gone less than five and two of the outings, he's gone seven or more. So most of the time he's getting in that five to six innings pitched sweet spot. Mm-hmm. But the expected numbers are way worse. He has a four ERA for the year and his expected ERA is 509 and his road and home splits are very similar. And he's allowing a career high, uh, second career high as opposed to his rookie season with 1.1 homers per nine. I, I just think the, the blow up is coming soon. Like I, I know he, he hasn't had a start that has given you pause, but just the underlying metrics don't look good. That's fair. And uh, I want to say real quick here that Lucas adds that Christian Walker has a great upcoming week too, Toby. So I think, I feel like Christian Walker, even the fact that he's a free agent in your league, I feel like this kind of settles it. No, are you, are, is that kind of the big one? I think we, we thought that he can pick up and use going forward here, just to, especially with the week coming that he has. I, think I thought Lowe, we settled on low. I thought low was a good pickup. I thought Lowe would be a good trade target. I would do Walker if I didn't find a trade. I would definitely pick him up. Okay. So that I could use him. Yeah. Well, real quick on Walker. I mean, looking at his walk percentage, 93rd percentile. I mean, pretty good. Yeah, it is. And he has Vaughn as well. So, Toby, I'm sure your team's probably <laughs> an embarrassment. It's not in first place. It's definitely high up there for sure. Um, all right. Next one on the list here. Satoshi, I didn't make a graphic for him because I was a dummy and totally made a flexing one instead of Mitch White, who LC is going to talk about. I wrote him up in a, as a streamer this week, and LC mm. picked him up after our buddy in our league dropped him because he got start pushed back. And LC picked him up and used him against me, and I hated every minute of it. LC, what, what should we know about Mitch White? Well, he's... Uh... He's not, I like Mitch White. I think he's got a pretty good 24% K rate this year. He's got about two and a half Ks per walk this season so far. Um, hi, however, I would be wary of picking him up, especially in a league with where you're searching for wins because he doesn't pitch a ton of innings. Now he pitched Colorado on the road, the Rocky road. He pitched great this last start. Pitched five and two thirds innings. It was by, it was the longest start of the season. He's gone five innings a few times. Usually he goes between four and five innings. So that's why I say if there's wins, I would be wary to pick him up. I think he's going to pitch well. And of course he has the power of that Dodgers offense behind him. But you look where he's picked up good starts where he's gone at least five innings and pitched well. The White Sox, who Marty just said can't hit righties. Uh, the Rockies on the road. So <clears throat> I would pick him up necess- not necessarily to start him. His next start is, is at St. Louis. I wouldn't play him there. I don't think that he's going to go five innings, but if I had room on my roster to stash him, I think he's one of those pretty decent hive and dives that I would be looking for his starts to try and use him because I think he's going to do well against, I think he's going to do well against poor teams, but he's not going to pitch enough against the good teams to get you enough volume or wins. That's fair. Yeah. I think Mitch white right now is just somebody you just pick up, use for a little bit. And then, you know, I wouldn't expect much like LC said, uh, we've got our buddy Lucas in here. pausing. <laughs> Marty drinking straight day quill though. <laughs> what are you drinking Marty? It would be, and this stuff's fire, man. It's the Gator light 
rapid rehydration <laughs> and I got the watermelon flavor. How so, is it? Is it good? I actually really like it. It's this, I have this new thing where I go on a walk and I stop at the gas station. I pick up one of these. This is my guilty pleasure right now. Um, you know, it's, uh, got, hey, it's got the potassium, the magnesium, calcium. We're getting electrolytes. We're doing it all. No free ads. Well, wait a second. Is I saw that in stores. I didn't really know what the, it's supposed to do. It's better it was, than Gatorade Rain. I don't know if you remember that. It's oh, better than it's better whoa. than G two. It's better than it's not better than Gatorade Rain. Yet. I'm sure it is. It is. Rain was awful. Yeah, Rainberry is amazing. Gatorade. It's just it tastes like watered down Gatorade. This is actually yeah. this is good stuff, Lucas. If you're looking to hydrate or not, either way, that's good. Marty's going to be the official sponsor for. <laughs> if we can get a Gatorade sponsor, let's go. Woo, that would be juicy. It's got, it's got electrolytes. <laughs> uh, real quick here, we'll talk about these other two guys. Nick Yolo Dolo first start off the sixty-day IL, four point two innings, three hits, zero earned runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. Many people, like myself, I think, were a little wary coming him coming off the sixty-day IL and him pitching deep into a game. So mo- many people, I don't think, started him for this. But if you look over his last 15.1 innings, he has four and runs, five walks, and 25 strikeouts. Curveball has nearly a 50% whiff rate on it. He looks amazing. And for those that stashed him or picked him up before this start, he's going to be someone you're going to roster, I think, rest of season. I think he's going to have occasional problems, but this lefty looks like the real deal for them, and they need pitching. So Nick Lodolo, I think, is somebody you got to make sure you pick up if he's a free agent in your league. The other guy, Brian Bayo. First MLB start, four innings, six hits, four and runs, three walks, two strikeouts. Electric arm that is apparently going to start on Monday, even with Chris Sale's return. So they said he's going to stay in the rotation, even at least for that start. He could play multiple roles. That's one thing I just want to highlight. Even if he loses his spot in the rotation, he might not get sent down. You could see him in like a Garrett Whitlock type of role where he pitches three innings. You know, if a, if a starter like Rich Hill goes four, you could see Bayo piggybacking him. And we've seen how valuable that role could be, especially in points leagues. And he could be someone like that kind of goes in that Spencer Strider type of mold, somebody that throws hard, gets a lot of strikeouts and a little sample. And uh, it really helps your ratios, helps you in points leagues as starting pitcher, relief pitcher eligible. So he's somebody, unless he gets sent down, I would try to hold him if you could. Just keep an eye on that. Toby says, have you all tried Prime yet? Only 25 calories, great taste. Have you all had Gatorade Prime? Nope. Nope. I've never heard no. of Gatorade Prime. Is it a Gatorade? I'm assuming he meant Prime, Gatorade Prime. Uh, I've never, I have to Google it now. Prime Ice Pop? It kind of looks like a workout drink. Whoa. Oh, if it's, oh, if it's the Ice Pop. Oh, prime Hydration. I, I have seen this, but the 25 calories scared me away. Is, is it 25 calories? Is it 25 calories per serving, or is it 25 calories for the whole bottle? Let's go to vitaminshop.com and I can tell you. No, I don't know. <laughs> because I, I, I want to, if it's 25 for the whole <laughs> bottle, that's not horrible. Let's see. This is turning into a weird uh, <laughs> This is what we give you. This is why we're the best. 25 calories. Serving size one can is 25 calories for the bottle. Six grams of carbs, two grams of sugar. I'm sure it's good. I'll have to try it. All right. All right, Toby, give us the best flavor. And I promise you, on next week's show... I would say the Smasher Pass picture. Are we getting that? Uh, we might have to, for sure. That's uh, a new segment. He says, not Gatorade, but it's a hydration drink. It's a, Oh, it's a Logan Paul's and KSI's drink. 
We're gonna oh, lose okay. people. We're gonna lose people subscribing to us. <laughs> no, it, it's a good conversation. <laughs> Real All right, so Toby, you convinced me. Next pod on next Thursday night, I'm going to buy one from the vitamin shop, and I'm going to uh, drink one, and I'll give my rating on here. Marty, you bring your Gatorade rehydration or whatever. Yes, it is the uh, Gator Light. And then you two bring a drink you've never tried, and we're all just going to try drinks together. That's just how we're going to roll. Right. I'm down. I can do I'll the do pod it. in Chicago next week. I'm down. Someone's going to have to remind me, but I will do it. The ice pop blue raspberry. All right. Ice pop. Ooh, the lemon lime. Okay. All right. You've, you've sold. Uh, Toby's Toby's uh, maybe secretly marketing with them because uh, he sold us pretty well. All right. Time for now a segment that I always love to get to. It is time to bring out She Did. Here we are. We are here to bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. There's been a lot of pain in the fantasy industry in the last week. And what we do here at Triple Play Fantasy, we not only bring you laughs, we bring you we bring you information, but we are like mom's favorite pill in the in the cupboard. We take away your pain. Uh we had a lot of suggestions this week for bring out your dead. And, you know, it's sad every time, uh, but Bring Out Your Dead does remind me of some <laughs> of the guys on my team right now. Um, <laughs> um, the Joey Gallo, for those that are listening on the podcast, Toby says, can we call this the Joey Gallo portion of the show? <laughs> it's, you know, that that is a, a a remarkably remarkably astute comment, Toby. Uh, Joey might be coming up in this section. The first person, uh, Kirksey Sports and Screens, I think it's Ryan Kirksey. I think his name is uh, brought up uh, Jonathan India and talked about in his draft selection. He ha- was choosing between Jonathan India or Austin Riley, and uh, India has not been good. Um, my summation, Jonathan India, not as good as Austin Riley. Um, I have on the screen here, if you're watching the, uh, rolling weighted on base average, Jonathan India in his over 100 plate appearances this season has literally not brought his WOBA up to league average. Whereas Austin Riley, which if you compare it has not, has barely gone below league average the entire season. Riley's having a great year, the power, the counting stats. India cannot seem to get it together. I think he's hitting 204 right now. Uh, Toby, you were right. Joey Gallo. This is the Joey Gallo segment. Uh, little book of calm sent Joey Gallo in last week after we started the show. C- could not make showtime. I had put the lid on already. Good news for his suggestion. Joey Gallo still stinks. Um, Last night, uh, uh, a prominent, uh, a blue check Yankee fan named Scott Dewey, who apparently is a, uh, a video game player for his career. So good for you, Scott. <laughs> he did tweet, I'm done with Joey Gallo. Dude is an automatic K every time, whiffs at high fastballs every single time and refuses to change his approach. An absolute disaster. I've been patient, but I can't do it anymore. Make a move, Yankees. I can understand why the Yankees fans are saying that. It's K percentage is a career worst. He's hitting under 170. He's at 167, and his pace on home runs for the season is only 20. So he's not giving you that power. I got a question for all Gallo supporters. What are we doing here? 
How do you value Gallo? He's currently the 126th rated outfielder. I don't think he gets picked in the top 200 if you're drafting today. I don't, I'm not sure I, he gets picked in the top 300, frankly. Um, but, uh, sorry, little book of calm. We couldn't get you last week. Sorry. He's still in this spot for you this week. Hopefully he can start to hit some home runs and really, you know, the rest of the Yankees are hitting them. Maybe he can start hitting them now too, but 20 home run pace in the season. Not what you were hoping for out of Joey Gallo. Kyle Gibson, suggested by our boy Doc. This past month, Kyle Gibson, I won't say he's dead yet, more like having a near-death experience. You're right. Kyle Gibson has had two straight bad starts. Uh, he gave up four straight home runs his last start versus St. Louis, which tied the MLB record for consecutive home runs allowed. 11 other pitchers have done it in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, I thought this was a funny tweet. Another blue check mark. I don't know who this person is, but he just said, Kyle Gibson just became the leading vote getter for home run derby pitcher, which I thought was very funny. Can he turn it around? He's, he's had a few poor starts prior to this one, whereas he would, was very sharp in April. He's had a few two, two poor starts prior to these last two, turned it around each time for a few start stretch, but these last two really worrying, hoping the little break gets him back on track. Kyle Gibson helping a lot of my teams and a lot of players are really reliant on him. This slide equals pain. Yeah. Yeah. Toby says, Joe Adele greater than Joey Gallo. And is Chris Bryant dead yet? Are we still waiting or even trying to buy? He just hit his first home yeah, run, run, which is yeah. nuts yeah. for the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, draft a center who I got to I gotta praise anyone who, who praises centers in the NFL because uh, one time, the one time I was team MVP of a team I was on, I was the starting center of a little foot of a foot, my childhood football team. And I was team MVP because I volunteered to play the offensive line when we needed an offensive lineman and I wasn't terrible. So, um, so I, I have always felt an affinity to centers and uh, draft a center here recommends already nicknamed Whit Merrifield. Are we being outwitted again? Cause that's his nickname outwitted when you draft someone or pick up someone who is a proven producer and he just doesn't produce coming into today he was on a six game hitting streak and he has raised his average 11 points in july but when you look at what he's done april stunk may was okay may was good june kind of was batting average was fine the production was not july's been okay are we going to be dealing with this up and down all season with wit i don't know He's still hitting in the lineup, still playing every day. Hopefully he can pull himself out. I did want to show a cool arrows tweet. Uh, yesterday he tweeted, I hate Whitman Merrifield, including his stupid name. So um, I have a problem with that. I, I love his name. I think it's a great name. <laughs> I was just trying to show uh, a little solidarity to draft a center who's been hurt by Whit this season. But uh, I do like Whit Merrifield. I think that's a, that sounds like a, Jane Austen novel. Get that pie pie. without Kuhwit. Kuhwit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Looky D, our favorite favorite Gollum, uh, says, it has to be Tyon for me, looking for ways to package him along with a batter like Stanton to hopefully upgrade at the outfield position. I did think, I did come up with a few targets, perhaps Kyle Schwarber, George Springer, 
Randy Arozarena and Byron Buxton are all rated higher this season. I think if I was going to go for somebody, it would be someone like Schwarber or Springer. Um, hopefully you can get one of those with Tyon and Stanton. I think that would be a, I think Schwarber would be a nice get. Um, I think he's going to keep this power going. Um, now if you look at Tyon, what he's done, he was very good his first 10 games and he has not been very good since then. Uh, rolling average of his, uh, of his WOBA has been well above league average for his past six or seven starts. Uh, what are we doing with Tyon? I hope he can turn it back around as of right now. Really hurting, uh, really hurting your team. Like you said, he's another one of these guys you look forward to the all-star break. Hopefully get him a little bit rest, come back out doing well. Britain also, Britain brought up, uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Now, Teoscar, we're going to say this. Uh, I, I forget who it was, but uh, Teoscar, not as good as Jordan Alvarez. That's Marty. Yep, Marty. Not as good as Jordan Alvarez. Everyone knows that now. Um, Britain now, he uh, he's showing signs of life this season, but his line is not great, Bob, with only nine home runs and three stolen bases. I point you to his stat cast numbers, where he is nearly, nearly uh, red enough to entice a bull. Uh, because he's been hitting the ball hard. His exit velocity is good. His expected batting average is good. He's not getting the results. Uh, if you want to laugh at Teoscar because he's been hurting you, I would like for you to seek out thrown out on the base paths from June 29th, where he got <laughs> a pop fly to the catcher. He was caught off of base and didn't get back in time on like a pop out to a catcher um last like last week. And so if you want to laugh at Tay Oscar and his poor base running, this is the worst base running you will ever see all season. The Twitter handle is thrown out on the base paths and uh it's from June 29th. Tay Oscar pop out to the catcher was damn near second base when the catcher caught it. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Last and not most in our Bring Out Your Dead segment, Joey Votto. Ah, thank you, Torres, for uh, for suggesting Joey Votto. And if we're looking at his months, April stunk. May and June, the batting averages were decent. July stunk. Even though May and June weren't weren't bad, the batting average was good. They weren't that good. He had 37 games in those time and six home runs. And 40 runs plus RBIs in those 37 games. That's the good part of his season. His home run pace is way down. His batting average is fluctuating. I don't know what to do with Votto. I'm not sure. I, I dropped him in, in my home league. Obviously, if you're in a 15 team league, you got to hold on to him. Hope he starts producing. But, um, there is a, a Joey Votto crab on Twitter that I want to point all of our people who have been hurt by Joey Votto and the Joey Votto crab is raced in hermit crab races against other Cincinnati athletes or crabs named after Cincinnati athletes. And Joey Votto, the hermit crab is by far the best hermit crab racer. And the, the hermit crab racing account is who day Matt, uh, who day Matt. Um, so if you want to get some good Joey Votto news, Torres, uh, you can watch how good Joey Votto, the hermit crab, is. But the baseball player, still up in the air. Hopefully, yeah. less names next week. I, I've, I mean, it's always great with the feedback on it. 
art puts a lot of time into putting those together. So we appreciate everybody that puts in entries. And like our Elsie said, hopefully not as many that are uh, causing us pain as they have been here. Toby said, sell Nestor Cortez. I think we're all agreement on we're selling him if we can, right? Yeah. I think you might, you might have missed the window to sell him, though. I think people are starting to see the regression kick in. And he also is all about Jose Brios back to life after trading for him. Jose Brios is so stressful. I don't even bother ever drafting him. That's why I, I can't. I, I won the league last year, and I said I'm selling high on my shares of him. I'm never getting him again. Yeah, he's he's a very stressful pitcher, though. He'll go through stretches where he looks great and his stuff looks nasty, and then he'll get hit around for eight earned runs in his next start. Just how a guy like Jose Brios is sometimes. And Lucas adds, Barrios has a fairly decent schedule coming up. So Toby could be uh, in good for some a good shape there with uh, just trading for Jose Barrios on his squad. All right. We went through the Bring Out Your Dead. Really quick before I hand the baton over to Doc here, just schedules looking ahead to next week. You can see teams that have seven and six games if you're looking on the YouTube channel. It's a lot of them. But the teams I will highlight for those listening on the podcast feed, the Angels, the Orioles, and the Dodgers play five. And conversely, the Tigers, the Royals, the Guardians, and the White Sox all play eight. So all AL Central teams that are not the Twins play eight games. And then the Angels, Orioles, and Dodgers play five. Everybody else plays six or seven. So just make sure you make those necessary roster moves where you need to. Our most added players as of Monday morning, we have Isak Paredes being the first time all season the same guy has been back-to-back. So he is now in 63% of leagues. Dean Kramer, Derek Hall, Vinny Pasquantino, A.J. Minter, Will Smith, Johnny Cueto and Juan Yepes are in the green. And then in the red, it's usually a mix of injuries and bad performance. Jake Berger, most dropped, 16% of leagues. Tony Disco, Anthony DiScofani, 14%. Emilio Pagan, Oscar Gonzalez, Michael Lorenzen, Rowenzi Contreras, Zach Davies, and Jack Flaherty are your most dropped players from the last week. Really quick, though. If Jack Flaherty's a free agent in your league, have you guys been trying to go pick him up, or have you been leaving him there? I've been leaving him. I'm I'm one of the people that dropped him. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm with you guys. He's been sitting there, and I I'm not touching him. But uh, I saw Eric Cross tweet: Is he the Byron Buxton of pitchers? I actually mm-hmm. thought it was a pretty good comparison. The only thing I would say mm-hmm. it's a little off is Byron Buxton has shown more flashes i think consistently flaherty had that one second half of the year where he was untouchable but outside of that he hasn't shown me that he's elite i mean he hasn't shown you that elite stuff he's had really good stretches but byron buxton can't stay healthy he's shown byron buxton only shows good stretches in april Uh, we'll see his numbers at the end of the season and uh lucas and and toby uh lucas said snagged barrios off the free agency last week decent run support and a pretty good schedule ahead so if you have jose barrios our buddy lucas who's pretty plugged in free agent i mean uh, you could see after like an eight or run out and people are probably like forget him i'm done you bench him i wouldn't drop him it depends on the league i I think i could see it in like a 10-team league i could see barrios being dropped would you guys drop right. Tariq Skubal? I, I never touched him. I would. 
And real quick on Flaherty, he's actually at odds with the Cardinals. The apparently Flaherty rushed himself back, and then because you know you oh. uh, and they tell you this that a athlete knows their body better than anyone, but we saw exactly what happened. So I, for the rest of the season, I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm not touching him, uh, and I'm not touching Tariq Scooble. Both those guys, I'm definitely Scooby Snacks. I was right. I'm, I'm like a psychic. Lucas said it's a 10 team league. Yeah, Barrios. No, I'm not. That. He's not on my pitching rotation in a 10 team league. No chance. No chance. All right. Let's go to you, Doc. Let's go ahead and let's talk about some of your hitting streamers for this next week. And just for the record, have you been keeping track at all from last week or are you just winging it again? Uh, no. Once I get hot water again, then I'll be following it. But my life has been in shambles for the okay. last two weeks. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us. I mean, so first off, we've talked about him a lot. I don't know how much more we need to talk about it. It's, it's Harold Ramirez, owned in 9.8% of the ESPN leagues. But just a couple other things. He's first base outfield eligible, at least in ESPN. Talked about his last seven days, 353, 389, 529, triple slash, homer for RBIs and a stolen base. Has started 10 out of the last 11 games, and the Rays are one of the teams to play seven games. So definitely add him if you can. The next, my guy Ramon Laureano, and if you're on the YouTube Wait, channel. Oh, <laughs> the batter's bands, are, are they see-through? Which, which slide was it? Uh, oh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> They uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't fade in well I I had issues when I uh I never noticed that it's actually hilarious yeah I mean the next one our guy Ramon Lamoriano and the picture is him getting ready to fight the entire Houston Astros team so I think we can all get behind that but owned an eight point eight percent of ESPN leagues his last twelve games two eighty nine three homers six RBIs seven runs and three stolen bases remember last season he actually was the leader in stolen bases he had eight in the first month. So we know that he does have that speed. Oakland plays six games next week, all on the road. So hopefully more plate appearances. And the A's are falling out of contention. And with the trade deadline coming up, they could trade him to a better situation. So maybe not just a streamer, but somebody that you could stash as well. And the last, I can't believe he's not owned in 50% of leagues, but it's Mr. Patrick Wisdom. The last week itself, I mean, we saw he had three homers and eight RBIs. I mean, he had a two homer, six RBI game, one of them. But in the 94th percentile in average exit velocity and hard hit percentage, he's cut his K rate down from 40.8 to 33.7% now. I know that's still bad, but it's better than it was last year. And he has a career high in walk percentage. I mean, he's he's an all-or-nothing hitter. When he mashes, he's killing the ball, but there's a lot of swings and misses. So just important to know if you're playing in a points league where strikeouts do matter, but that power is undeniable. Yeah, and uh, real quick, Lucas adds, where is Laureano headed, in your opinion, if traded? Where do you guys think, uh, what's the team that needs an outfielder? Maybe, I could, I the, could Do- see the, maybe the Dodgers with Chris Taylor's injury? I could see the Dodgers. I could see the Phillies if Harper's not ready to come back. They have to be in playoff contention. They are in playoff contention. I've heard the Padres are looking for an outfielder as well. So that would be a good trade. They They trade with... Oakland quite a bit actually. Oh, so Elsie's going Padres. I'm going Dodgers. Doc is going Phillies. Marty, where are you at? Yankees. Yankees. Okay. So one of us is hopefully going to be right. And uh, Eddie or <laughs> Toby says Eddie Rosario sneaky pickup. He has I think two homers in the last two days, doesn't he? He can see now. 
You can see clearly now the rain is gone. That's right. Eddie Rosario got that eye surgery. He ready to hit. And Patrick Wisdom got dropped in my league and was excited to pick him up. Yeah, I mean, he's going to hit a lot of homers. Just the batting average and the Ks. Uh, as long as, I don't know, if it's Toby, if it's not a points league, that's a pretty good move. Points leagues, I think. He's uh, going to be a little problem there. Let's go now to another one of, I think, our favorite segments every week. It's Marty Two Start Pitchers, and I never have the a sound that I like for it. But just because the first uh, slide is Gwen Stefani, I'll play this one for those horn dogs out there. <laughs> wow. That Good. is offensive. Okay. Um, yes, these are the two star pitches for next week. We're, we're moving into week 15. Week 15, the all star break is on our, uh, it's coming up on our radar here. So here we go. All we start with the no doubters. So these are the guys you're going to be playing no matter what, starting with Aaron Nola at the Cardinals at Miami. Logan Webb versus the Diamondbacks versus Milwaukee. Max Free, long go to <laughs> horny jail. Hey, 13-year-old Marty completely agrees. He he loved them some Gwen Stefani, that's for sure. Uh, Max Freed versus the Mets at Washington. Luis Severino versus Cincinnati then uh, versus Boston. Spencer Strider, who's an absolute beast, man, versus the Mets at Washington. And Max Scherzer, welcome back, Max. He's still absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's going against, uh, he's at Atlanta, then at the Cubs. So those are the no doubts. Moving into the, yeah, why not? Ah, so yeah, use the man. graphic. For those of you guys on the YouTube page, you get to see, um, wait, who, who are these two again? I didn't really watch Jersey Shore that much, so I don't know their names, but it's this Vinny and Angelina. Vinny and Angelina. So Vinny jumped on a grenade, you know, and he says, yeah, I mean, you're not, not going to do this so just like that you have these players you probably drafted them high you have a lot of investment in them or they've been really hot lately and there's no way you're not going to play them so we're going to start with sean Manaya at colorado which is always a little scary but then on the back end of that is the diamondbacks which i love that matchup logan gilbert continues to be very solid first the national or at nationals at the rangers miles michaelis versus philly versus cincinnati Lance Lynn, he was the one I struggled with the most going back and forth, uh, but he still has a 3.90 XERA. Uh, his walks are very limited, and um, he's going to be able to, to pick up those strikeouts. So overall, I'm still believing uh, in Lance Lynn, especially with a two-start week at Cleveland, at Minnesota. But on the sneak, Minnesota it has the fourth-best WRC plus versus righty. So I'll be tuning in. I'm a little scared, but it, it, I'm not. Lance Lynn's my boy. I just can't. I'm not going to quit him just yet. Merrill Kelly continued to surprise me, but all of his stat cast data looks great. His expected numbers look good at Giants, at San Diego. And when you look at San Diego, they're actually in the bottom half uh, against righties. So not as good as a lineup as you think, at least on paper. Corey Kluber versus Boston versus Baltimore. Last time out against uh, Boston, he had a quality start, did really well. And then the back end of that's versus Baltimore. So I like that. Alex Cobb, look at his look at all of his Statcast data. It's absolutely beautiful, David. I know you told me this a few months ago to, to keep an eye on him, and then he got hurt, but he is back. He has a really uh, two pretty good matchups. Arizona's great, Milwaukee's middling, and then David Peterson for the Mets. Another one of those I was struggling, kind of going back and forth, but I looked at all his stats and hey, at Braves, yeah, oh, and sorry. you know, leave I, that back up. Lucas is taking Eric's job tonight. Well, no, and that's in in <laughs> Lucas. What I would what I want you to do: do some homework here and go look at his last start against Boston. He actually did really well, and so that's the only reason why I'm I'm backing that. Because uh, uh, Toby's questioning it too. That's right. Let's 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 uh, 
Let's go under the hood here. I'm going. I'm going on the uh, the baseball. Doc, you can you can sit back tonight. You don't have to sit here. Oh no no! I'll, I'll I'll be. I'll don't worry. I'm I'm waiting to pull my. I mean, Corey Kluber has been pretty good for the most part this year. I don't, I don't hate it. Well, uh, this is going to be interesting. Now I'm going to be watching Corey Kluber. So <laughs> Kluber last next time out starts. against the um. So just on the oh yesterday he played them. So um he went six innings, three hits, no earned runs, five strikeouts. So. Wasn't going to, I'm not going to sit him after that. And then, uh, yeah, finishing up with David Peterson at Braves at the Chicago Cubs. Moving on to everyone's favorite. I'm a a, a David Peterson guy. That's a little risky. That's a little risky, Marty, but I can carry on, carry on. Moving into the risky business. Some names that crush my heart a little bit. Jose Brio. I, you know, he's, unless you're in a 15 team league or, you know, you're feeling lucky, I, I wouldn't be running him out there, but he's versus Philly versus KC. Josiah Gray versus the Mariners versus the Braves. Trevor Rogers, who I want to believe in so bad, even with the Pittsburgh start and then the Phillies on the back end, I still just can't do it. Uh, he just doesn't. I don't know. Have you guys watched his starts? Like it's just everything so lackluster. I mean, his stuff's okay, but it's just he's walking people constantly, and the K's aren't there. And then lastly, Cal Quantrill, who has a this is really good matchups. Um, uh, Detroit's literally the worst team versus righties in all of baseball. And then Chicago's the 24th um, ranked team. But you look at all his expected stats and everything that he's done. He's not going to get you K's. The only thing he really does is he doesn't really walk people, but it's still risky to me. There's no strikeouts there, and you're just kind of hoping that he uh, that he survives. And I think the White Sox, they have to wake up. That, that team is too talented to not eventually get it going a little bit. So ending it up with Cal Quantrill. And these are the take a seat. So do not play these guys under any circumstance, whether it's, um, you know, it's a big name, but you haven't unless seen him. Unless it's Eric Fetty. <laughs> Eric Fetty did well. Eric Fetty did well. <laughs> Marty, can we have a call? I, I, I have to say this really quickly. Please. I, I got to take Chris Hansen off the screen. Yeah. So I was in my home league matchup, and I was deciding between starting Eric Fetty or Aaron Ashby off the IL. And... There was a point where I thought that decision was going to cost me my week, and I was going to come on here and be very upset. <laughs> and then it ended up You're not welcome. mattering. It ended up not mattering. But uh, I have to say, I was very upset when I saw Eric Fetty do well. And I'm well, going to give him a chance for redemption now. Well, here's the and if you would have asked me, Aaron Ashby coming off an injury, you never play a pitcher coming off an injury. I would have went with the Fetty Wap, especially after the first um, his first start um, was pretty good last week. So. And, I'll, uh, take, Luke, I'll take Luke, my victory lap at the end. Continue. Lucas says, let us have fits the cuffs, my good sir. The gauntlet has been thrown. Orioles also a sneaky, good batting team lately. It's true. I, I want to say, I, I, Lucas, I sent you a DM because we needed somebody to come on for Doc next week. So uh, hey, we've been DMing, and I, I think Lucas could be uh, heading on the show. That's, that's Luke ED for those, actually, that uh, for you guys hey, that don't know. Hey, yeah, don't, don't, don't count me out just yet. I'll try and, and sneak away from work. It's okay. Lucas is still going to come on. Uh, Baltimore versus righties board. is fine. Versus lefties, no. They can't hit lefties. <laughs> Apparently, this is also a Barrios podcast now. Uh, but okay, I'm, I know for a fact that I'm going to be watching that that uh, Kluber start. Mari, reputation's on the line for this one. Hey, each week. You know, I love it. That's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and these are the take a seats, uh, starting with Brian Bio uh, at Tampa at New York, Jordan Lyles at Cubs at Tampa Bay, Michael Pineda. Uh, good matchups, but it's just there's nothing there. You're not going to get any strikeouts, and it, he's going to blow up at any point. At Kansas City at Cleveland, Matthew Libertor 
versus Dodgers versus Cincinnati. Bo Brisky at the Royals at Cleveland. Daniel, uh, Daniel Castano versus Pittsburgh versus Philly. Josh Winkowski, who just got blown up um, by the Yanks. He goes back at the Yankees and then at Tampa Bay. Josh Winder versus the Brewers versus Chicago White Sox. Glenn Otto, who, who said um, they're thinking about uh, Glenn Otto might be an option? Who, can you bring up the comments, David? Someone said something about Glenn Otto. Glenn Otto, let me, uh, let me pull it up here. This one of all the starters, Otto is tempting, but I can't bring myself to take the chance. Oakland and Seattle is a such a tasty matchup set, though. Yep. Now, Otto, and I, and I looked at it. So he's walking batters 14.2% of the time. If you're keeping score at home, that's in the fourth percentile, uh, according to StatCast. And then with an expected ERA of 5.82. So I, I would wait as well. He's not, he's just not ready yet. Uh, Adrian Sampson versus Baltimore versus the Mets and Adrian Martinez at Texas at Houston. Not sure if we have, do we have one more? I can't see with the, with the comment up there. Uh, we have Toby saying, I, he also has faith in Lyles. They stretch him pretty well. Is it Bryce Wilson? He's looked above average at times. Yeah. Bryce Wilson at the Marlins at Colorado. So absolutely not on that. Marty, I agree with you for the most part this week. I'm, I'm not going to take a shot just for the sake of taking shots. But I will say, Eric Fetty was on take a seat. And last week, 11 innings, two earned, 10 Ks, and he went 1-0. Or actually, he didn't get a win. He went 0-0. Now, Dakota Hudson, who is in risky business, four innings, nine hits. And before, hold on. Before you hop into that, what, what is considered risky business? These are only if you're desperate do you play these guys. So um, Risky business is above take Now you're making the definitions? Um, <laughs> My definition? You, I, wait, wait. Is it, doesn't it go in chronological order? No doubt. Yeah, why not? Risky business. Take a seat. Am I right or am I wrong? That, you are correct about that. Okay, so, hypothetically, you like someone more in risky business than take a seat. So, Dakota (laughs) Hudson, four innings, nine hits, six earned. After that, manager hints Hudson's rotation spot on thin ice. Like, I just want to say, you know, Exactly how I thought it would. You know what's funny is Eric, instead of looking at his own picks, spent a ton of time researching for that take against you, Marty, than his own streamers. Now, what happens on July 9th against Philly if he has a good outing? Do you do we do we like do we reconvene next week and you apologize or what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. But like, <laughs> well, okay, well, Doc, I, I, all right, who's who's the one you're super against this week? Because uh, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas Boom roasted. I think Doc, I, got Marty. I, no, I agree with Marty. I think he's been a little hard on Bo Brisky, but he uh, actually had a good start today against the White Sox. Yeah, I, I, think I did it before the, that, but I mean, I think, look I at his expected stats. It's I not. Think it, I not think pretty. it's more the matchups, but I, I mostly agree with him. I'm not going to take a shot or disagree just for the sake of doing it. So there's no one this week that you uh, are. Bo Brisky has a 5.86 expected ERA. His K percentage is in the ninth percentile, and. Yeah, he's just getting destroyed all over the place. He's another um, uh, Alex Fado waiting to happen. Fado, yeah. Fado. I, I, I think that David Peterson and yeah, why not deserves to be in a little bit more of risky business. But that's, I went that's... back and f- I went back and forth with that one. But if you actually, if you look at Peterson's stats, I, I, I he looks good there. Chicago is going to be a good matchup for him. The Braves are hitting well, so I like the Mets, especially with the way they're hitting. They give him an opportunity for a win. That gave him the nudge to kind of that, get over that. That's why I, I, him being the last one on the list. It's the cutoff. He was the last one to get it in the bar before they uh, before they closed admission. But overall, <laughs> good, good, good list, Marty. I approve. 
That's my that's my only goal for this whole pod is just to get a little bit of appreciation from Doc. So thank you as always. <laughs> of course. Doc, let's stay with you. Let's go over our pitching streamers. All right. So I do keep track of my pitching streamer stats. And last week, my pitchers went 0-1, but they went 18 innings, 3.5 whip, or 3.5 ERA. That's a 3.5 Dakota Hudson whip. 1.22 whip and 12 Ks. Just did, couldn't, can't get run support. They can't get run support, but for people owned below 50% of leagues, that's, that's fair. So the first one, Dean Clever. What happened to his, le- what happened to his legs? Yeah, that's cut off. So, uh, Dean Clever owned in 11.4% of ESPN leagues. And look, last game wasn't pretty, gave up five earned against the Rangers, but all of those came in the fifth. He actually threw shut out through the first four. And prior to that, He's thrown 23.2 scoreless innings, which spanned over four outings. And the Angels are one and four in July. They've scored 10 runs so far. So I'm seeing Dean Klamer on uh, Saturday when I go to the game. So I'm speaking into existence. He'll pitch a good game. The next, I feel a little bit dirty putting him on here, but it's Jose Quintana. Like I feel really dirty, but owning 13.1% of ESPN leagues. He's gone at least five innings pitched in his last five starts, and that includes some games versus Atlanta and at New York Yankees. And his last four starts, he's had at least five Ks. The first game of July, the Brewers had an offensive output of 19 runs, but they've scored five or less runs in their last four games, and they have a 222 average for the season against left-handed pitchers. So I think pretty favorable for Quintana, even though, and I'm putting this out there, everything looks good. But the Brewers always kill him. He's he's either going to pitch really well or he's given up eight earned in an inning, and Marty slides in my DMs. And then the last one, Mr. Johnny Cueto, owned in 15.2% of ESPN leagues, gone at least five innings in all 10 starts this season, six innings pitched in eight of them. The Royals are two and five in their last seven games. They've scored five at least once, and that was meant to say Tigers. And... Right now, they're 12 and 23 on the road, and they average about 2.7 runs per game. And Marty can tell you that. All right. Well, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, they're beating the White Sox 1 0. And Don't Cease uh, cannot get any love. Come on. I, maybe you know, I need it. Six innings, eight Ks. My man, <laughs> one earned run. If he gets the loss, that is no bueno. My man's trying to chase a Cy Young right now, and you guys are preventing that, which is not good. Only hope is that. Bias fouls off a drive into the Sox bullpen to take out <laughs> TLR. Tony <laughs> Larusa is just—I don't know what he's—I don't know what he's even doing. And Doc, Toby giving you some love with the Kramer pick. This thing is a good call. Appreciate does, you, Tobes. Where does uh, Quintana get traded to? Uh, Lucas thinks the Blue Jays—he retires. I mean, where? Which team you think needs a? <laughs> the Dodgers. The Dodgers need yeah. everyone. <laughs> Dodgers pay for everybody. Um, I guess he's getting traded to the Yankees. I'm thinking right now. What about the Red Sox? Red Sox were the team I thought of. Their staff is kind of struggling they right need, now. All right, they so we, we have we have our uh, our Ramon <clears throat> Laureano bet. Let's do our Jose Quintana one. All right, Arden and I are Red Sox. I'm mm-hmm. Yankees. Oh. Uh, Tigers. <laughs> no, I'll, actually, I like the Do- I like Dodgers. Okay, that's always a safe bet. Yep. All right, so that's where our, I guess where Jose Quintana goes. Now let's go to another 
Marty's segment. Let's go to Marty's Weekend Warriors. The most anti <laughs> Weekend Warrior music. I don't. Is the is uh the Ultimate Warrior dead? Because if so, he's rolling over in his grave. That is awful. You got to give him some supercharged music, dude. This well, guy. I, look, I had, look at those biceps. He can't. I had that one time, but then Toby being having his eardrums blown out it makes me scared to play it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So yeah, starting for the weekend warrior. So this is this weekend. So the July eighth through the tenth, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. These are the guys that are probably on your waiver wire um, that you just want to pick up. Not only for this week, but a couple of these guys for the rest of the season. And piggybacking off what Doc said, I completely agree with Ramon Laureano. So in a Yahoo leagues, he's only owned in thirty two percent of uh, a rostered in thirty two percent of leagues. He has three games versus Houston, which is obviously one of the best pitching um, teams in all of baseball. So the matchups this weekend are great, but long term, I think it looks good. Batting two ninety two over the last seven days with four bombs. He's got just steal six RBIs. He's doing a little bit of it all, hitting at the top of that lineup. And we've already talked about it. He can be get traded here soon. Number two is going to be Fran Mill Reyes. Of course, he hit a home run off the Tigers' uh, first pitch in the uh, first pitch he saw in the first inning. Uh, Cleveland outfielder, fifty-six percent rostered, three games versus Kansas City. He's uh, batting two fifty over the last seven days with three home runs, six runs, six RBIs. He's one of those dudes that when he's hot, you just ride the wave and you wait till it crashes and you can drop him again. So I expect him to, to continue to hit bombs, especially for this weekend because he is on a roll. Eric Haas, we already talked about him as well. But yeah, catcher, he's only he's still rostered in only 9% of leagues. So three games this weekend versus the Chicago White Sox. We already went to his stats. He's got two home runs over, over the last seven days, and he's batting 364. Uh, now, going into the pitchers. So, um, and if I didn't know, I didn't realize this, but if, if there's a big trend, can you guys see the trend with all, um, with like, or five out of six of these players, or what, uh, what division they play in? They're all in the AL Central for the most part, especially all the pitchers. So number one, we're starting with Devin Smeltzer, Minnesota Twins, 27% rostered at Texas this Saturday. Over his last 18 innings, he's got a 2.00 ERA, a 0.78 whip, 15 strikeouts. And then when we zoom out over the whole year on um, over 10 starts, he has a 3.04 ERA. He's not walking anybody. His uh, uh, walk percentage is in the 96th percentile. And when we look at Texas first lefties, they're mediocre, a 113 WRC plus. So a little bit on the um, on the better side, but nothing that's going to deter you from wanting to start them, especially if you just need the ratios or you need some uh, counting stats for the last day. Number two, Johnny Cueto. We already went over him as well. 24% rostered in Yahoo leagues playing your Detroit Tigers on Saturday. Uh, he's been actually like, dare I say, a savior for the White Sox. I mean, really, I don't think anyone expected him to go 60 innings with a 3.30 ERA, 1.22 whip, which is a little bit high, but he's gotten you 48 strikeouts. The Tigers have a WRC plus of 72, which is literally the worst in baseball, ranked 30th. So absolutely glorious matchup. And number three, Zach Plesak. Raise your hand if any of you guys have Zach Plesak on any of your rosters. Nope. Nobody? Nobody, you, you wish he did. I, I have him on one. And then you've noticed he has, uh, especially from a quality start league, he has seven quality starts in a row. Seven quality starts in a row. It's absolutely amazing what he's doing. On the season, uh, over 85.1 innings, he has 60 strikeouts with a 3.80 ERA, a 1.23 whip. Now his XERA is 5.75. So the regression's coming, and it's going to come hard. 
But I don't think it's going to be this weekend when he takes the Royals. Uh, he faces the Royals on Sunday. They rank 21st in WRC plus first righties. So I, I would ride that wave. So your weekend warriors again for hitters, Ramon Laureano, Fran Mil Reyes, Eric Haas. And then for your pitchers, Devin Smelter, Johnny Cueto, and Zach Lisak. All right. That's pretty good list there. Uh, Toby says, breaking news, just got Marcus Simeon for J.P. Crawford and Dylan Carlson. What do we think of that? Wow. I like that. Yeah, I do too. That's insane. He he got Marcus Simeon? Yeah. I like it. Toby winning in trades left and right, man. What uh I'll have to we'll have to do uh we'll have to check him in the triple players ball. No, Toby couldn't do it because uh, of not allowing the NFBC in Texas. And that's gonna be for Michigan. Um uh Michigan was not able to sign with NFBC NFBC, so I don't know if next year I'll be in any of the uh the money leagues. We'll see. All right, so that means you're Lucas. getting dropped from the triple play podcast. No, yeah. it's if, brutal. If, if, if it can't be in the triple players <laughs> ball, you're dropped from the no. podcast. The only thing, uh, really Toby, quick on that, only thing I care about is that Jacob Degrom is coming back. It's going to save my team. I'm going to. I'm moving on up, guys. <laughs> Have you guys heard Zay, Zach Ballsack? That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's his nickname. <laughs> I know, Cubby Noel. I wish Cubby was in the chat more because that's the stuff. I, like he comes he, in with the, the hard hitters, man. Oh, he does. I've never heard that, and I'm never going to unhear that now. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's so weird that the NFBC is like, you know, Marty, you should do is you should draft in another state. And then when you make free agent moves, just give me your login and then I can make the moves for you. I wonder if a VPN would work on something like that. Someone have to teach me how to do that. But I could I could see myself just making like a, you know, a, a vacation just so I can draft some teams. I think that'd be sick. You should. I think that's what Frank Amarante does. I think because mm-hmm. I, I'm pr- I don't want to say that if it's not true. I, I thought I remember him saying that he was in like an area over the summer where he's like, I can only do it for a limited amount of time. So I'm going to do a bunch now. When I was in Arizona, I couldn't do DFS and I was like heavily addicted to it and it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, we are uh, we are running a little longer than we normally do tonight, but it's always in good fun when we have comments rolling in and, and people hanging out. I, I think we're all cool hanging around longer and hanging with all you guys. Toby said, fun fact, I picked up Dansby Swatson on May 28th from waivers in his 12-team points league. He's a I shark. want to be in all of your leagues. Yeah, like, he's a shark. Dude. Uh, Swanson, LC. I think, has two stolen bases today. Still Just doing. today? Yeah. Holy moly. LC, I think it's time for our closing segment here. Let's talk about a little bit of arts, charts, and trends. Where is a good button for it? Not a lot. Of course. Of course. Every week I try to find a trend that's been happening in Major League Baseball to help you and your fantasy rosters. This week, it was easy for me to think of a trend to go after because I'm way down on steals on my Darf League team. And so I'm like, well, maybe I can use this segment for the show and then use it for my, uh, for my fab pickup. Uh, over the weekend so this week's trends like where can i get steals so how i decided to 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 break this down this week is i broke the season into two halves and looked at which teams have been stealing more lately and therefore might have flown there might be some players and teams that are doing that more and flown under your radar and teams that have really bumped their steals up from 
the first half of the season so far to the second half of the season so far, the teams that have bumped up the most are the Chicago Cubs, the Boston Red Sox, the Cincinnati Reds, the Cleveland Guardians, the Miami Marlins, and the Seattle Mariners. So I looked at all of these squads to try and see if there was anybody on these squads that might be worth picking up these six squads, see if there was anybody who might really be surprising and, and, and be helping your team if you need some steals for the rest of the season. So who's been getting these more steals from these teams? Now, the Chicago Cubs are the biggest risers. They were the 23rd best team in steals during the first half of this season so far, and they have been the second most steals in the second half of this season so far. Now, the players this season the, in the second half who have stolen the most are Christopher Morrell, who has six since May 23rd. Nico Horner has five since May 23rd. Patrick Wisdom actually has five. So there's some power speed for you. Ian Happ has four. Rafael Ortega has four. Uh, Alfonso Rivas has three. Angelton Simmons has three. And Seiya Suzuki has two. Seiya Suzuki just came back a few weeks ago. So those two hopefully are just a, a, a fraction of what he would have gotten in that time. I think he is definitely a speed pickup, but he's not available. So I tried to look at people who were available in at least 50% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues that have been performing well outside of, even outside of just stolen bases and have been given playing time. And out of those players who are available, performing and given and have playing time, Nico Horner and Rafael Ortega, I think are the best pickups from the Cubs if you need some steals. The Boston Red Sox have jumped from 28th best in the first half of this season so far to 16th best in the second half of this season so far. Their main steals guys have been Trevor Story, uh, Jaron Duran, Franchi Cordero, Bobby Dahlbeck, and and uh, Christian Arroyo. Now, Dahlbeck has two, but he's a first baseman. So that is actually, I think, a pretty pretty good total in the past since since the beginning of uh, the end of May. Two stolen bases out of a first baseman. That's respectable. He might be able to give you a few extra chip-ins from your 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 average first baseman. So the people who I feel here who are available in at least 50% of leagues in Yahoo and ESPN playing well and performing are Jaron Duran, Franchi Cordero, and Bobby Dahlbeck. I think all of those people have uh, are worthy pickups. Going on to the Next team I evaluated, that is the Cincinnati Reds. They were the 22nd best, and they've jumped to the 12th best. Now, who's been stealing on this team? Nick Senzel has five. Tommy Pham has four. And Brennan Jury, Kyle Farmer, Matt Reynolds, um, uh, Mike Moustakas, and Lopez. I forget what Lopez's first name is. I'll have two. Now, Nick Senzel is the best pickup here. I think Senzel... He's really available in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. He's like one or two percent owned, but he has five steals since the since the end of May, and he's hitting for a little bit of power. I think Senzel is definitely a guy you should target to pick up. But I also think Kyle Farmer and Matt Reynolds are quality pickups. Farmer uh, has been hitting well over three hundred in that time with two steals, so I think Farmer is someone I would also target as well. The Guardians have jumped from 14th to 6th best in steals from the first half of this season so far to the second half. And Jose Ramirez has nine steals, and he's <laughs> he's killing. But uh, Ahmed Rosario, Miles Straw, Stephen Kwan, and Andres Jimenez 
are also guys who have been stealing for the Guardians. Out of this team, I think Stephen Kwan is only the the only guy worth picking up who might be available because uh, Rosario uh, and Jimenez are both too widely owned, and Miles Straw is hitting like 150. So I wouldn't go for him. Um, now, the last two teams I reviewed are the Miami Marlins and the Seattle Mariners. So the Marlins, of course, have John Birdie, who has 23 steals since May 23rd. Um, Jazz Chisholm has six. Miguel Rojas has four. Uh, somebody named Williams, who barely plays, has four. I forget what his first name is. And uh, Nick Fortes and Brian De La Cruz both have two. And out of the Marlins, I really like uh, Miguel Rojas. He's hitting near 300 since May 23rd with four steals. Um, his his counting stats aren't great, but if you need steals, he's also not hurting you in batting average right now. So I think Rojas is a good pickup if you really need some steals. Uh, the Mariners have jumped from 15th to 7th, and Julio Rodriguez is a big part of that. He has nine. Um, um, what is his name? Dylan Moore has seven. Sam Hagerty has three. Taylor Trammell and J.P. Crawford both have two. Now on the Mariners, I think Sam Hagerty, Taylor Trammell, and Dylan Moore are worthy pickups. Moore I would be kind of wary of. He has the best speed here out of all these teams. He has seven steals since May 23rd, but he's been hitting under 200 to do that. So he's really a risky play. He's going to get you that speed but he might hurt you everywhere else. Sam Hagerty is a guy who's playing a lot. I'm not sure about his playing time once uh, Mitch Handiger comes back, but he's hitting very well. He's getting steals, and he has some pop. So hopefully he can work his way into the lineup. Taylor Trammell hitting around 250 and getting a little bit of speed. I think he's a decent pickup. If I was going to pick up somebody from the short term and an outfielder from Seattle, it would be Sam Hagerty. Just to go over everyone who I recommended from these teams, let me find the slide. What was that? Should be the bottom uh, one here. Find the I got spot. it for you. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. Uh, okay, yeah. My my computer's like, what are you trying to do right now? So uh, I wouldn't be the second. I went over the Cubs. It, <laughs> it wouldn't. No, <laughs> the Cubs, That's the what, Red uh, Sox, the Red. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's what uh, Loki D. <laughs> Lucas was saying. Yeah, it's just been it was, it's just been a rough go of it. Oh, man. Um, but the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Reds, the Guardians, the Marlins, and the Mariners have been the biggest stolen base climbers as the season has progressed. And the players who I think are performing well enough in their hitting and also getting steals on those teams and are available in at least 50% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues are Nico Horner and Rafael Ortega for the Cubs, Jaron Duran, Franchi Cordero, and Bobby Dahlbeck for the Red Sox, Nick Senzel, Kyle Farmer, and Matt Reynolds for the Reds, Stephen Kwan for the Indians, Miguel Rojas for the Marlins, and Dylan Moore, Sam Hagerty, and Taylor Trammell for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, that's a great, great list from LC there. Make sure if you need some stolen bases, you check that out. And uh, last couple comments we'll read on before we get ahead and get out of here. Toby said he also got Jake Cronenworth and Ozuna for Ty France and Taylor Ward and later turned Ward into Ian Happ. Toby making money moves. Luke said, Art has Clippy up his computer. Are you trying? <laughs> <laughs> to record a podcast. 
<laughs> Lucas, man, it, Toby, Lucas, Cubby, Noel, everybody that I think, um, yeah, all you guys in the chat tonight, really appreciate you guys. It makes the show so much more fun uh, having all, everybody hang out and all and do this with us. Um, we cover a lot in an hour and 16 minutes. I don't know if we can have anything else to add. I will say any of you guys, is there something you would like to plug before we go ahead and, and wrap the show up here? Marty, of course, you're writing for fan tracks and, and your articles. Do you want to give ahead and plug that? Well, what I want to plug is our uh, discord because mm-hmm. it's bumping, man. Every time I pop in there, I'm like trying, I'm scrolling up, just trying to keep up with every single, with everybody. So th- shout out to all of our discord, uh, discord guys, um, all the questions and everything like that. Uh, listeners, if you have any questions and you don't want to wait until next week, hop in the discord. We're there for you. So if we, not one of us answers, someone's going to it's, it's bumping in there, man. It really is the fancy baseball section. Literally you can't go there without every couple hours, there's a bunch of conversation in there. Um, and we're looking to expand more channels too. So if you join the discord and there's a certain mini channel, you would like to see in there. We have a minor league baseball channel and a regular fantasy baseball channel, but if there's something else, we'll always add some more stuff in there too. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to wrap us up here for Marty party for doc for LC. I'm D Mendy. And uh, <laughs> Toby said, I don't read many books, but Triple Play Discord is a good read always. And Lucas says, cheers, boys. Here's over the White Sox. Hit a walk-off against Detroit um, with <laughs> Marty's hoping to. And, dude, I need – if uh, Cease is still in, even if he isn't, dude, whatever, better draft pick. He's not. He, he got pulled after six. But uh, we'll catch you guys next week. But, of course, until then, we're going to make, like, a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. See you guys next week.